Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. It's Justin Alexio. You were just dabbing. You never did that during Panther season, Jeremiah. Yeah, I learned about it after Panther season. <laughs> well, it doesn't do us any good it's now. In, it's in hip-hop and rap culture right now. <laughs> yeah. It's just dabbing. <laughs> but guys, it's Friday. We have a guest in the house. Oh, you know what that yeah. means. And I'm very excited to bring this guest onto the show. Been a friend with her uh, for years, actually. Very excited to have her on. She is one of the stars of Oxygen's Funny Girl, she was recently uh, a 2015 new face at Just for Laughs Montreal Comedy Festival. Please welcome my pal, Esther Steinberg, to the show, everybody. Hey, Hey, what's up? Where did we meet? Where did we we originally meet? Would it have been Brooklyn? What year did you move? Because I moved in. I moved here in 2009, but I didn't start doing... Comedy. I came out in 2010 sp- for a summer. Okay. Oh, I would have met you that summer then because I was doing stand-up at in 2010 at Bruco. I still talk about Bruco. I still tweet about Bruco. I still can't get over Bruco. <laughs> I think a lot of us still can't get over Bruco. It was so fun. Yeah. Justin, did you? I went to Bruco. Yeah. There, right? It was set up so bizarrely because usually you just sign up for open mic or you put your name in a hat and someone pulls it out. But this was different. This was like you could kind of be friendly with the host (laughs) or you could like text him beforehand or you're just important. Like for some reason, like you knew that your comedy was getting better when someone was like, yeah, you're up in two instead of like ignore you for the entire night until you just go home without going up, (laughs) which is the first year of Bruco. (laughs) You're just like, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting to get up. Did you get up? Everything was like when you got up, if you got up. There was it was very iffy. Yeah, you go there and it is very iffy. I brought a date there once. I don't know if you were there for that. Oh, I, I, think I was I on was. a shitty date and then I was like, you know what? We're in Westwood. We should just hit up this really fun place called Bruco. <laughs> and that's where I basically got rid of him because I told all the comedians, I'm like, it's a bad okay Cupid date, and they were like, oh really? That's funny. And I don't know if anyone did anything with it. Everyone was just not good enough at comedy to like. <laughs> We were all kind of mediocrely getting by. Although Hassan Minaj did it and some girl said some racist comments and me and him were like, what the F? And then I think someone threw up in the room. That sounds like a typical Bruco. (laughs) Racism throwing (laughs) up in the room. Another thing with Bruco is so the audience for uh there's this bar in Westwood is uh, for people who don't have no idea what we're talking next about. Next to UCLA. Right next in to UCLA, UCLA. College campus. So there would be a ton of college kids. Uh, the college super kids young. now suck. The ones then were like a little dumber and more fun. Now they're all geniuses. Like <laughs> it's too hard to get into that school. They're, they don't. They're not puking their brains out <laughs> in a in a green room. Yeah, they're studying. How boring. Yeah. <laughs> so there would be. Basically, if you went up in front of uh, a packed room of people, because it was a free show, so it would be people would be barking outside, like trying to get people to come in. Outside of the karaoke and shit, we were competing with like techno music karaoke and like roofies. Yeah, Yeah. like it was roofie central (laughs) for real. So if you bombed in that room in front of a big group, like a big audience, 
There'd be a mass exodus. Yeah, yeah. you would walk. So you would walk. Many that's how you get good at comedy yeah. because it's like you t- you like kind of let your joke ramble and then all of a sudden like forty sorority girls leave the room yeah. and you're like, good, I'm glad. And then the and host you can would be mad everybody. at you. You can see everybody in the room. It's not dark, so you don't like get off stage and you're like, oh, where is everybody? You see people leaving it's as you're on stage. It's so bright in there. I actually did musical comedy in 2010. I was like, I used Bruco as a place to like experiment more, which I don't do anymore because there is no Bruco. What kind of, I don't know if I, I remember I literally that. had an agent come up to me at Bruco and be like, send me your writing stuff. This was my like first few months in LA and oh, I was wow. like, what? Yeah, like, this is how it works. <laughs> he saw me in a green room, and I didn't walk the room. If you didn't walk the room, you were crushing. <laughs> Pretty much. If you just kept people's attention, you're like, yeah. all right, that's good. But the hierarchy, when you walked the room, you knew. You were like, next time I, I, yeah. next time I come... I'm probably not getting up until <laughs> 1 a.m. That shit was also a late, late. It yeah. was like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna do this, 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 and this, and then I'm gonna go to Bruco. And it was like, yeah, it was like yeah. at midnight you'd show up. I mean, it depends how important you are. Yeah, if you got, yeah, if you're important, you'd get up like right at midnight or before midnight because the show started around 11:30, and and Gil would Gil would do time until people came into the room. He'd end up doing like sometimes 20 minutes so looked Gil? Up for like two people. He is. He's still around. Can we start it at the Crab Shack that's now? Yeah, right. So then <laughs> it all ended when Crab Shack or whatever bought Bruco and yep. they, now there are now people are eating instead of what they should be doing, which is throwing up during my set. <laughs> I don't know how well crab and comedy goes together yeah. though. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe we I've can I've got like one or two shellfish bits, but definitely won't sustain like a you know, a whole what six. Is a shellfish? Also, what were the sets? Six minutes. Shellfish? Crab, lobster. I can't, sh- can't even know what even a shellfish shrimp. is. You're not Jewish then because <laughs> it's like against our religion. Yeah, you got to know what it is. Yeah. I w- my dad doesn't eat shellfish. It's anything with a shell. Okay. It's a fish. This makes sense now. Yeah. Wait, what was the question that you asked before Justin said? <laughs> what is shellfish? Oh, the sets. You're talking about the sets. Oh, yeah. The sets were like six minutes. So you had to either kill. Did real they kind quick. of? Oh no! The best was the ring of fire or something. They'd call it like the ring of fire. They would light you if you just weren't doing that. Oh, well. the gauntlet. Yeah, the gauntlet. The, the ring gauntlet. of fire. Yeah. I watched too much MTV. I'm like, I know it's it's real world road rules challenge. No wait, no the gauntlet. That's what it is. You didn't yeah. watch MTV. Um, they would light you. Yeah. If you weren't doing so well. Yeah, that was on Wednesdays. And it was Which, like, when you think about it, is really not good for the, the soul of a young comic. No, but it is great for a show. Yeah, it <laughs> is. I kind of do that on my show. I'm like, if someone's crushing, they're doing 15 minutes. If you're bombing, you're doing seven. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, like, get off. Like, sometimes people just, like, get themselves into a shithole, and, and they don't have the skills to get out of it. Yesterday, I did a show, and I was in a bunch of shitholes, and I abandoned my jokes to go to a dinner. I'm like, what do you guys want? I'm oh, like in the middle of my joke. I'm like, y'all don't like this. What's like yeah. next? What are you feeling? Yeah. 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 Uh, the audience, Gil had the, Gil and shout out to Gil Garibaldo and Christopher Edwards. They had the audience trained where if the comic started bombing on stage, it'd be like a Roman Empire, and they would start doing the thumbs down <laughs> in the audience. And if there was enough thumbs down in the audience... Gil would start like flashing the light. That's like crazy. why I could hang out there because it was exciting and it was cutthroat. And I'm all about that. Like yeah. if people are being eliminated, um, 
Like, it, I'm more interested to watch. Like, I would watch comedy if people were just in the middle of their set. And everyone's like, boo. And then, like, they get thrown off stage. Then I would actually go watch comedy. You, you I watch like, a lot. I watch a lot. You seem like kind of girl's been in some fights. Like, Me? feisty, yeah. Some just bows. with myself. <laughs> just inner turmoil. No, I just, like, I'm a, I'm, I like, you know what? It's, like, nine years of watching comedy and, like, someone does something exciting, like, thumbs downing people i'm into it i think it's just just kind of the same all so, the time so would you love to perform at the apollo like old school apollo yeah you know, come out with anything old school i'm in <laughs> i like i like like throwbacks like i just did i would love to do like a weird old theater in vegas oh wow for a while when i'm like 60 so we're talking about old school Let's talk about new school. Oh, look at this guy. What a perfect <laughs> transition. <laughs> the Apollo. So you were on a show. Yeah. Called Funny Girls on Oxygen, mm-hmm. which my mom watched. Fuck Sh- yes. Shout out to you. And Nicole Amy and all the other funny girls. Stephanie Amanika, Khalees, and Scout. Yeah. You have it down better than me. Just so <laughs> you can <laughs> spit it out real quick. Yeah. But uh, tell uh, well, tell our listeners. We're not under contract anymore. I can say anything. Oh, oh there we go. Kind of not true. Give us the juicy deets. What, what, so explain the show and then. The then show talk about your was experience. originally called Pretty Funny. Oh, no. <sighs> That's a that, that's that's a we that's a real bad dodged name. that bullet. <laughs> okay. Didn't now originally nobody knows that. By the way, that's just in the original, original, original like treatment. Like no one, and it was like the show was in process of being created with two. It was like two years or something insane. It did not just happen. Like I came in kind of the last year of it, kind of getting together, but. Yeah. The show was originally the concept was pitched to me that like we had all these jokes and it was one third jokes getting on stage with a microphone. Another third of your life walking around, talking to your friends and doing stand up. And the other third was kind of jokey, confessional, like talking head, funny joke stuff. It ended up being really fucking dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) and i was like and then me doing jokes about what they kind of prompted us to write jokes about instead of here's my joke let's figure out a kind of funny scene and then i can figure out some funny comments but instead it was like you know how you're supposed to do a to c with jokes if someone's like orange don't say apples you can be like applesauce great orange applesauce fun this our stand-up was so fucking A to seed. It was like, I'm talking about Redbox, and now I'm on a date with a fat guy. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the joke. And then I'm on, and then I'm in the confessional, like crying. Like they got me to be emotional. So I'm like, what how the they, fuck? How would they prod you to, to cry? They really wanted me to talk about like deep, deep emotional, like how it's like to like not be uh, good enough. and we did that we would do like these green screens and like literally my face and my tits change sizes throughout because we do it we do it throughout like six months and my 
my face and my tits change like every other day. So it's, but it's the same outfit. So then all of a sudden it would be pieced together. And if you watch closely, it's like Esther's got big tits, small tits, no tits. She's flat as a board. Whoa, look at those jugs. It's like all within like one thing. Pay attention to my tits when you watch the show. Perfect. Because literally I am flat as a board and then I have giant tits. What is that? Is that it's chemical a cycle? Chances? No, it's just my period and okay. me eating. If I gain some weight, I'm going to get bigger titties. And yeah. in the shot, you see my face and my tits. So it's like within six months, I went from like, I was like, I think I worked out and stuff and I tried to like look good. And then they were like, come in to tape something like three months later. And I was like, okay, I but I got go that. Yeah. I was like, fine, that's fine. But like, I look terrible. <laughs> they're like, yeah, no, that's fine. Just wear the same outfit. Same makeup, same hair, and then we'll film you, you know, just where you're at. So they kind of got you. I really think that they tried to, like, do it with our cycle or something. Because sometimes I'd get really emotional. Just I was in an emotional state of mind. But, okay. The We all became friends and stuff. But there was, like, intense drama. And everyone was like, are you and Stephanie? Like, do you guys hate each other? So did it cause real drama between some of the girls because they were prodding so much and stuff like that? No, it's just in real world, I would ignore someone I had a problem with. Yeah. But if you're cast on the same show, then you can't ignore them. That's how it works. And really, like, I think I actually grew from it because I'm kind of afraid of confrontation. Like, if you, Jeremiah, said something to me that offended me, and was really inappropriate, I would just leave and be like, hmm, like, strike one for Jeremiah. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not going to go over to his apartment if he's going to say mean things. Okay, you're the nicest person in the world, so now <laughs> it, it doesn't really matter. You're, like, so perfect and kind, and you wouldn't even know what inappropriate things, because whatever. When that that may have, like, some things that Stephanie said, like, pissed me off, and I would just fucking dip out and be like, whatever, I don't need this. Um, as a person, like... She was saying some stuff about me to my fucking ex-boyfriend, Andy Haynes. He came back to me, told me some shit. And it just it just felt annoying. It was just like, who's that girl? She's talking about how I've fucked a bunch of comics. Like, fine. At this point, I do feel like I've had enough therapy to be like, that's right. I had comic dick in my mouth. But yes, it's a pretty good lineup. Pretty good lineup. That's all I'm saying. As long as they're funnier than me, like, yeah, I'll suck their dick. So... I'm joking. I'm going to steal your assets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if we fuck, can I get on Conan? Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. I think that she just... Andy was particularly sensitive. Like, he was a kind of boyfriend that was, like, a little bit... I'm using sensitive for jealous. But, like, all that noise. And it wasn't really a healthy thing. And then, whatever. So, we started this interacting with each other as... You know, I don't really fuck with her. That's kind of was my attitude. And then it got into the whole thing where she did want to do the kibitz room, my show. And the entire fucking show was literally became like, who is going to make it onto Esther's kibitz room show? <laughs> we'll find out after these messages. And then it's like, buy secret deodorant. Deodorant for sad women. Tell people <laughs> about your show, kibitz room. I mean, I walked in. This is a good story. I walked into Canner's Deli. Mm-hmm. And I saw that they had like a musical room in the back and I love canners. And I was like, let me do a show here. And they were like, we're good. We once had comedy here a long ass time ago and it didn't work. And I was like, listen, 
Uh, listen, give me one shot. She's, she, by the way, she's doing a lot of hand motions yeah. right yeah. now for I've people got, who can't it's see. It's like that ghetto. Listen, <laughs> basketball wives, yeah. give me your phone. Give me your phone. Right <laughs> yeah. Do you understand? <laughs> give me one shot at the kibitz room. And they were like, um, okay, fine. How is a Monday night? And I'm like, Perfect. I'll take a Monday night. So the I got worst night in comedy. The worst night in the whole universe. <laughs> Even aliens are like, fuck Monday. I Seriously. do not like Mondays. Mondays are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the moon sucks on a Monday. Okay. Garfield got it right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, Garfield just. <laughs> I can't wait for the weekends. Um. So I was like, I'll take Monday night. And then my first lineup was like Moshe Kasher, Mo Mandel, like some funny people. Um, and it was pretty good. And they were like, fine, you can do it. And then it's been three years and I've like built up a solid. I think it's the same fucking people every single month. Like I am. I, I always am like, clap it up if you've been here before. And I, I don't think there's one person that hasn't like it is the same group of people every month. And they're a good crowd. They're smart. And they want to laugh, but also if you're not funny, they will not laugh. There and you if go. you and they and they really like riffing, and I'm a riffer apparently. I'm dating a guy that has like tight jokes, and I'm he's like, you're such a riffer, and I'm like, really me? Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> such a. <laughs> you really think so? It's like such a relationship where I'm just like, well, I mean, he's like, I think you can calm down. He thinks I need to tighten up my act because I just go into riffs, and I'm like. Whatever. So anyways, Kibbutz Room is great for that. It's great for everything. And I was like, I challenged myself to do like 20 new minutes every month. Wow, so that's I, great. I don't know that I do it, but that is definitely the challenge I've given myself. Yeah. And to do squats every day and only eat coconut water. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> like I have an Living a, the LA unreal <laughs> expectations. <laughs> By the time I'm 30, I want to be, um, have a house. Like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> I have a house and a dog and a whole family and like 45 specials <laughs> on Lifetime and Oxygen. So how, okay, around what, what was the, was it last year when Funny Girls started airing? It was in March when they started pimping us out. They put us on billboards in every yeah, corner in of New, New York. York and in the subways and yeah, all that stuff, And we right? did upfronts at Gotham and wow. they really pulled all the fancy red carpet shit in New York. And then That's in great. LA, fucking nothing. And I was like, <laughs> That's so weird. That you don't want to like maybe install a billboard right by Pink Dot? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is my dream. That Pink Dot billboard. It's pretty cool. It's had, it's You're gonna had a lot on of. It. You're going to be on it. Th- thanks. You're we'll such we'll a see. superstar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> back to you, Esther. <laughs> uh, I think they did it wrong. The funny girls should not have been about the five. I mean, if I could really put together a reality show and believe me, I fucking all I do is think about reality shows because if you do reality shows right, I think that you can get to some really fucking cool results. I think that like yeah. my life on the D list they should have done is mic up every fucking person in the comedy store and that's your reality show. All the girls, all the guys, and everyone's in on it. And everyone does jokes. And you kind of grab clips of jokes. And it's like a reality store of, like, up-and-coming comics. Like, I'd sell it to Oxygen, MTV, VH1. I don't care. I want a reality show about the comedy store. Do you feel like this reality show that you were on, do you think has helped things with we your We did career? get the Women's Image Award. 
which is crazy. And it's basically is like a feminist award and they want to like, they award people who basically make the female images on television better. And we won an award of all reality shows. And I don't know. I mean, it was about women working on their fucking art slash career. Sure. And it was cool. But then, you know, I think it, there was one episode where Yamanika and Stephanie like go to Sedona and they like get all mystical and magical and they like talk about she kind of talks about how she doesn't know if she wants to do comedy and it it's it's kind of heart wrenching it's cute. There's some good episodes. Now did Scout? I heard that the she wasn't really in it. Yeah, she she just did the stand up portion because uh, the she reason said, she wasn't in it and I don't know if I'm allowed to tell about it, but well, the reason she wasn't it. in it is because. Of lesbian stuff, like the people she was involved with. Oh, they didn't. Yeah, want no, it, but it wasn't on the channel. Or it what? was a That's fear. So it was a fear of a contract. Like, I really shouldn't be. Well, I don't know if it's my business, but like, it does hurt me to to see like after Ellen posted all this stuff about how like they barely show the lesbian. They're not letting like lesbian this that and the other. And it's like I think the producers were like salvating to capture her lesbian relationship and that aspect of being a female comedian. Cause let's be honest, the lesbians are the funniest female comedians. Now I'm joking, but seriously, they're like, I fucking am obsessed with lesbian comedians and I'm not going to say lesbian female comedians. Cause I'll like, that's just annoying. Um, yeah, th- there was, there was not like her relationship did not allow her and it wasn't even as, I don't know. I don't know if she's out basically. Scout is, but the relationship wasn't out. Gotcha. Interesting. Very and interesting. I was just like, who wants to date me? I got like a <laughs> J-swipe guy. I was like, whatever. I pulled, like I called a guy that I was so, so, so in love with and obsessed with for years who like really treated me like shit and rejected me and like totally like treated me like dirt. And I was like, do you want to do my show? <laughs> and I got him on it, Orson. And like he totally broke my heart. And then on camera, I'm like, flirting with him we're talking he's like filming my snl audition tape and that's like the scenes that i would do and then he uh i was asking him about his girlfriend and he's like kind of lies about his girlfriend and then he like is honest (laughs) about it and then i do jokes and then i cry about it as a talking head wow it was weird it should have been there's a few scenes okay when stephanie is at sal's and me and my sister are watching her perform because she wanted to do the kibitz room, and me and my sister booked the kibitz room. So I was like, okay. We are told to go to Sal's. We go to Sal's. They said it's right in the front row, which is not where I sit during open mics. <laughs> it's like, I would never sit. I would never sat down. Okay. So she goes to perform. I was like dying of pneumonia. I literally was in the hospital the day before, which means uh, I looked so skinny. I'm not joking. <laughs> look at the footage. I look anorexic, but it's the pneumonia. And because I didn't eat for a while. And um, he, they videotape us. And Stephanie's at an open mic. Everyone there is at an open mic. There's no fake actors. There's no background people. It's the fucking open mic at Sal's. And they film her and she bombs harder than anything on television (laughs) she she's she starts sweating like her lips get like super sweaty and she's like uh fuck 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 what else and like there's Uh. a little bit of like dramatic music and then she bombs and she looks at me my sister and she's like okay these bitches obviously don't like me and she like kind of gets in our face she bolts after her set 
and starts smoking a cigarette. And she's like, they have fucked up energy. And she's talking about me and my sister. And she's like, and I was like, you could say I have fucked up energy. Do not. <laughs> Do not bring my Do sister not. into this. Do not talk about my sister's energy. How dare you. Okay. She starts smoking. She's like, I just want to fucking quit. And this is all like first they day of this shooting. All on camera? Yes. And they're like, we have a gold mine. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Stephanie Simbari is helpless comedian. And she's like, I just want to quit. And I'm just like, hey, listen, if you can't handle then the clip, the clip that they took of the many, many days of me doing the green screen, the clip they took is. If you can't handle, this is me, by the way, I'm doing an impression of myself. <laughs> if at 24 years old, yay. <laughs> if you can't handle bombing, you this probably isn't the right profession for you. <laughs> like I mean, everything was so cutthroat because I am like that about comedy, but it's not really about you or you. It's like myself. Like I started when I was 16 and my dad was like, there's no crying in comedy. And he was very intense with me. That was like, I didn't know who I was until I watched myself on television being like, really bitchy, but like not, (laughs) not bitchy. Like you have stupid shoes, bitchy. Like if you can't fucking handle the bombing, get the fuck out of here. Like I was like, I was like, you can't do my show unless you're really, really funny. That's it. And I was just like, okay. I, I had like a little, I was like the Magatu of the kibitz room. Like it was like a little like, get out of my face, Todd. Like I don't want to be that person. I want to be nurturing and sweet. And then I've actually turned into more of like, my shows have a lot of fucking girls on them. And I have tried to, well, there was this weird thing with Margaret Cho they didn't capture on camera, but they had her and me sit together and kind of do a mentor thing. They wanted it to be a mentor thing. Yeah. We talked about a lot of stuff, and she wasn't necessarily, like, nice to me. She kind of put the fire under my ass. Again, like, a lot of people aren't, like, sweet. They're more like, she, she, they didn't put this on the show, but she said to me during this conversation, when young women need help and mentoring, you have to do that. And I was like, yeah, 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 <laughs> whatever. Anyways, like... Like, tell me about how to make it as a giant famous comedian for, like, 40 years of being, like, a working amazing comic, which is Margaret Cho. Yeah. And then she was like, you're going to be in a position to, like, mentor people, help people out. Like, Joan Rivers helped me out, and Bill Hicks took me here, and blah, 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 blah. And and she's like, women have to look out for each other. And I was like, okay. And And that did affect me and has stayed with me because, I don't know, I didn't, I never really kind of had a bar or any kind of thing i try to like be nice i guess but i'd never has anyone sat you down and been like you need to help out white men hey jeremiah (laughs) there's so i mean but i'm not in a position to help anyone there's so many white guys out here though i mean when bobby when bobby lee is taking me on the road he he's told me he's like someday you're going to be in this position and you need to help out the class below you. Yeah. He goes, he goes, that's how this works. He goes, people did it for me. Eventually, whenever you're headlining, you need to take guys on the road and give them breaks and, and help yep. them with their comedy. I'm like, all right. I started headlining. <laughs> yeah. and Nicole is featuring for me now. And it's, that's awesome. Unbelievable. That's so cool. Well, first of all, Nicole is underrated because she's fantastic. She's fantastic. 
She's fantastic, and she's and she hasn't been doing it for that long, but she's a genius. You can ask her any question, and she'll tell you the answer. Like anything medical, science, anything. She kind of just knows everything about everything, and knows everyone, knows everything about everyone. She's like an all-knowing encyclopedia of like Los Angeles. It's very intense. And we were in Reno. I was just like headlining, and she. We went to different. For some reason, they wanted us to do the news and a bunch of a bunch of radio. And I'm fine with it. But if you ask a headliner, they're like, "Oh, news and radio." But me, I'm just like, "Yes." Yeah, of course. <laughs> she like took the radio station like a storm had hit them. Like she bursted in and was just like. We were off the air, and she was just, like, cracking jokes, making people laugh, being so inappropriate, but everyone was loving it. Because when Nicole gets inappropriate, it's, like, delicious. She'll be, like, (laughs) she, I don't know. She'll just, I don't know. It was, like, unreal. Everyone was in love with her. She just, like, rocked it. And I was, like, we need a fucking show where we're traveling and doing comedy. Like, me and Nicole in Reno, by the way, I was so sick at the time because I get sick. Every time I travel, I get, like, deathly ill, and I got... I had to get like antibiotics and I was just like, it was weekend at Bernie's and I was just like, like falling she was hauling around. Me around. Yeah. She was hauling me around. It was like really intense, but no, she was, she killed all the shows and she was like just so happy. And it was nice to see her that happy. So many Snapchats. And then oh, we got naked. We were sharing a hotel room, which is hilarious. And so it just became like a five day slumber party. And we were very, very naked. Tell us about, each yeah, other. Tell us about the naked part. Oh well, Nicole was very impressed by my boobs at a certain moment, but I was very sick. So I didn't want any boob compliments. But she, she looks amazing. I'm not going to say her age, but she's a little bit older than me. And she looks like, I don't know, she looks like she's in fucking high school. Yeah, her body's tight if anyone wants it. Nice. So uh, <laughs> I wanted to uh, ask you about your experience at uh, JFL, and then we uh, then we're gonna wrap up with your uh, Hollywood bitch slap story. But what okay. was uh, how excited were you when you got named a new face uh, for really just for last Montreal? That's like a huge. I thought I was gonna get it the first year that I auditioned. Did you get I... like the an audition and a callback? And I all got that a callback, which actually was the most life changing part of all of it. Because my manager was at the callbacks and it was this really weird moment where I did this audition for Funny Girls with this agent who worked for a small company, comedy agency. The contracts came. They wanted to hire me like 40 interviews later, 40 interviews later. They're like, we want you to be our cast member. I think whatever. And then the contracts came and all this stuff and the agent switched agencies Mm. and he told me to come to this other agency to sign the contracts and sign a bunch of check what is it the check authorizations yeah which basically when you sign a check authorization means you're signed with them that's literally what i got from this entire experience there's no, there's no, there's never a contract where it's like, do you take this agent as your lawful wedded agent? Like, I've never had that. It's always like, there's a check authorization. And I'm like, okay, I'll sign. I literally will sign anything. And it yeah, because they got your money. They don't care about anything else. So then I was like, he switched agencies and this new one was a dance agency. And they were really trying to like get into comedy. So they were like going to pull me in from this thing to another. And I was like, wait a minute, but aren't I with this? But aren't I with this? And what I did is... I fucking, I dropped the agent. So I was at, at that point completely unrepped. 
And then I had a TV show and I grabbed my own shit and like walked out the door with that. A week later. So now I have no agents, no reps, no nothing. A TV show. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that it just, I don't want to be at this dance agency for three years. And I had nothing, but I didn't want to be at the dance agency. Then I have my Montreal audition. Then I get my Montreal callback. And at the callback, I perform. So when you do a Montreal audition or a callback, you're in front of everyone else's agents and managers because they're all there to support their clients. It's truly the absolute best way to get signed is to perform at a callback audition where all these other people have agents and managers. It's like, but I didn't know anything. I just did my audition, and then the next day I get a call, and it was my manager who's not only a manager, but she's just, like, become, like, such a close friend. She's, like, my big sister. I'm, like, very – I love her a lot, and she's just been, like, the most amazing person. And then she helped – then the next year I got Montreal, and that was great, and I went, and she was, like – I don't know. She was there with me. I wouldn't have wanted to be there alone. Like she kind of. That's awesome. It's not that she like hold my hand and feed me food, but it's nice when you meet someone who wants to. Has your back. Yeah. Who has your back. Like it's, it's a big, I don't know. It's, it's weird because when you're there, there's a lot of shit going on and a lot of people kind of schmoozing with you and telling you, Oh, great set. And it feels really good. But then you're like mystified. Like I just want people to be straight up and honest with me. And, um, if they're interested in signing me, I didn't know. So my manager kind of was like, listen, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And then I'll when we get back this. to LA, yeah, yeah. I'll handle it. And it was like, Oh, you can breathe. How different was your set the first year to the second year? Completely. I tried different? to do it completely different. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was I did two shows. One was like for 500 people, and I don't know that I like fucking annihilated. I feel like there was 20 people. They had one show and then another, and I was like pretty much the last person on the second show. And I felt like like the energy kind of burnt out a little bit. I mean, I still did really well, but whatever. And then they had a show at like a burlesque place, and I feel like I did really well there, and I was like... But I was drinking backstage. I was nervous. I was like pounding the beers, and I like... I have a bad habit where, oh, this is so weird. Like, performing stand-up is is a skill. Doing stand-up is a skill. And then it's, it was a new skill that I've learned to deal with. I'm not good at it. But it's performing under pressure. It's a very different skill. It's a, Hi, it's I can make people laugh. Different. Great. Cool. And then there's under huge amounts of pressure, I know how to channel that energy into happiness. And how do I get to where I'm performing at the belly room in the comedy store on like a random Friday and that how do I perform the way I do there when there's like fucking SNL is watching and also all the agents that I really want to get signed with because I have absolutely no money and I'm so hungry to like just be working and everyone who's everyone is in the audience and I'm like Hey guys, how's it going? Um, so I felt like I was doing an impression. Like I feel like maybe I've gotten better at it, but anyone who's like about to embark on the showcases, it's two. There's two things: stand up and then dealing with it. And I think that's why a lot of people. Well, I don't know why people turn to drugs, but I definitely like have a tendency to drink white wine. We were all like kind of wasted when we were filming <laughs> well, Funny Girls. Sure, yeah, high pressure. And everyone at Montreal was drunk the whole time. And, and big, I smoked weed with Dave Chappelle, which made party. me feel like a hero. Big party. It was a good time. But I got a development deal out of it. 
Um, I work with ABC Digital now, so I got a development deal, and I'm working with my best friend, and we pitched to them. And then I also got agents at, with APA, which was, like, on the top of my list, who go. I wanted to sign with. And they're not just random. The thing is, it's like, when I thought about, oh, I want an agent, it's like these guys in suits, and they're really intimidating. Fuck no. My manager literally looks like she could be my twin sister. She's just like cool and we talk about boys and then she like helps me deal with like how much I can't finish projects. And I always have like 30 ideas. And then my agents are like cute little Jewish girls. Like you would never. It's like I could talk to them for hours. It's not intimidating. Like I don't know. I don't know. It was really good. But. And I wish I was still there. And then you were there the whole time, killing it and crushing it. That's Actually, fun. I had That's a conversation. Cool with, I had a conversation with Avery about how you really were exposing yourself to so many audience members and people, and without even I don't know, you finagled your way very nicely. Yeah, well deserved. I, I backdoored my way into Montreal <laughs> because uh, I I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't get even an uh, a. Sh- uh, like an initial showcase for new faces. So do you have like, a showcase now? I do the, for this year, so I'm excited. What day? Uh, on Monday. So I'm hosting one thing. I'm really glad to side? be hosting. It makes me feel like a Are you camp hosting counselor. The West side on yeah. Monday? Not what's Monday? Uh, the 29th. Oh well, so you'll come to Kibitz Room on the 29th after that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Not that Wednesday. A different uh, on the third I, or the second, I think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, but but you'll like you're. I feel like you're. You know yourself very well. I saw you in the original room once. Do the funniest bit about how it was like a random ass night, but it was so packed, and you were on the OR. Like, whoa, okay, and and you're just at the OR, and you did this bit about how girls are fucking creepy when they're like, "I want you inside me," Uh, and you just kept on saying like. I want you inside me. And you went with it for, I'd say, like six minutes. No, maybe like three or four. That's what I don't it know. feels like. It was, <laughs> it was so funny. It's like we all thought, okay, all right, it's done. Nope, it went further. And we're like, okay, it's done. Nope, you went further. And then it became the joke of how long you could do it. It was very wonderful. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you remember that. Yeah, that was a, yeah that's, a, that's a fun bit. And now you're fucking saxing around. Saxing around town. That's amazing. And you're very good at it. You and Pat the other night, I'm like, you've got to close out my chemistry. room. Yeah, we're doing it up. And I got that really bad video of you guys <laughs> being like, we're smoking high. Because yeah. you did characters. Yeah. There was a, who does fucking musical characters? You do. What was it? The stoner dudes? Yeah, it's, that song is called the stoner's anthem. It's just like. That's amazing. Yeah, it's just dudes that love weed. Uh, if you want to see the stoner's anthem, come to the kibitz room <laughs> oh, on Monday night. Monday, February 29th, Reagan Watkins. It, you can't do my out. show unless you're really funny. Unless you're really funny. I don't want to hear my name come out of your mouth, and that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> that's literally a quote of myself. <laughs> okay, Esther, we have to wrap up, but we uh, we want you to end with your story of the Hollywood bitch slap. Watch Well, I need a name for this person, but I can't use his real name. Roland. Doug. Doug. Well, no, I need a better name than that. Okay. Wait. Willie. Wait. Willie? Okay. So I am with Yamini. All the, th- all the characters that you're about to hear are fictional and have no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was with Yamanika Saunders, who is on Funny Girls, and she's <laughs> like the funniest comic I've ever seen in my life. She's brilliant. She's a monster. And she was performing on a show at a very, very um, 
beautiful club, like one of my faves. But it was like a night, like a it felt like a nightclub night. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird. Well, it wasn't weird. It was it was one of those like chocolate Sunday themes. Sure. Right? Or whatever it is. Like, oh God. We get there and like I know what she's capable of. Like this woman is a fucking beast. She we just got filming. We just got done like filming Funny Girls and I think she was like there for like a literally like a talk show or something and she's she's like on Meredith Vieira now and she's been doing comedy for 13 years or something. Like she's a monster. If she whatever. She lives in New York, which is her thing, but she's just incredible to watch. So I look at her and I'm just like this is my fucking friend. She's she's the She's like a beast of comedy and we're hanging out and I'm there to support her. She's not, she doesn't live in LA. She lives in New York. She's a Nora comic. She's in LA. We're going to hang out. We're cast members. It just felt right. The whole night felt really special. She was doing this show at a special club at a special night. Great. We get there and we're sitting down kind of near the booth where you need to. And we're feeling fabulous. We have a show. We look good. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was a cool crowd, like a very cool, hip. Everyone was black because that was the theme. And the host, and then <laughs> Willie, Willie came up to us as we were sitting down and we were just like, I was texting Stephanie and Nicole. It was kind of where it was a really good moment where everyone was getting along. And I was like, come, we're going to, we're at, you know, we're here. Come meet us. And they met us there and on their way there, like I was getting so excited. I'm like, oh my God, it's like we're on a show. We're all hanging out. Felt fucking special. Willie. Okay. This is the fake name. Willie comes over to us and he's like, so listen up. You see these girls over there and he points to this like big booth of girls that are like 18 or 19, like skinny and tube tops. They like look so fucking sexy. They're in high heels. They're beautiful. And he's like, you see them? And we were both like, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, and he's hosting the whole show and the show's about to start. He's like, so I'm going to have some of those, those girls. You see them? More of them might come. More of my girls might come, like those girls over there. He kept on referencing those girls. He's like, they might come, and they're going to need to sit down over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> and me and Yamnika were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, my blood was boiling, but, like, she is a fucking New York bitch. Like, this is a beast of a comedian. Like, you know when someone's a fucking incredible comedian, they also have... Their brain is working. They've All got the time. they've All got time. the fucking attitude. Like I was ready for her to explode, but she was like, she she kind of went like, yeah, honey, like sure. Mm-hmm. We were both like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. and those girls never came. And Yamanika went on stage and she like murdered so hard. And she was talking about like the dicks that. <sighs> Bless you. She was talking about the dicks that like change colors, whatever. It was so fucking brilliant. You've never seen. And she's talking about how like some midget was trying to fuck her. And she's like, you don't get a type because he's like, you're not my type. And it's like she destroyed so hard. And like, I remember the set like so vividly. And then afterwards we went to swingers and the whole time we were just telling and explaining to Nicole and Stephanie that like 
It was like the hardest I've ever laughed. She was just describing how he was like, you see those bitches, for example, uh, we want more of those bitches to be sitting where you're <laughs> sitting. So you're going to need to get up off your fat asses and your ugly ass bitches. You guys need to leave. Get the fuck out of here because I've got more hoes coming. Like it was such a big <laughs> slap of like, I think I'm like an attractive female comedian, but I'm certainly not an attractive human woman in Los Angeles. <laughs> and it just goes to show you that it's like, oh yeah, I'm a hot comedian. And I'm like, but I'm not a fucking a anorexic Instagram model. Like these bitches <laughs> were hot. He wanted to kick us out so they could sit there. It was just one of those, like, I don't know. It was a real slap in the face of like, Hey, you're not. And you're Yom not. Dominique actually is on the show. That's yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's not like not like you're just like hanging out watching the show. Like you're a couple. And I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty. No, we weren't. She fucking killed it. And then afterwards, I what I really wanted was for her to fucking destroy and for him to go up and be like, "Oh shit, that girl's funny." And instead, he was like, okay, all right, our next comic is coming to the stage. And I was like, no, 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 no. Sounds like Willie hates women. <laughs> Willie wants to fuck women, but truly does never wants to hear them speak. Sometimes, occasionally, you run into those people. <laughs> That's what flashlights are for, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> but, I mean... I can't really do anything to change Willie's mind about me or Yamanika and whether we deserve to sit where the comedians sit. But there's always in your in my life always been a very it's very dramatic sitting down in a comedy club. It's like you're not supposed to sit here, but you there's can sit weird there. There's a weird hierarchy and, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, there's like clubs. a cool kids yeah. table at fucking like Meltdown. They have like their green room at the comedy store. Now they have like the smoking section, which kind of is exclusive. And then they have like this. What is it? The VIP section in the back? The bar, the back bar. Yeah. Yeah, it's a back bar for paid regulars and and yeah, that and stuff like that, that hurts my soul. <laughs> like I do development spots and I'm terrified. I do development spots every week in the belly room and I'm terrified to step foot in the paid regulars VIP section. <laughs> and all and then then there's the comedy cellar. I once sat at the table by accident oh, yeah. while I was talking. They get really I was talking to to uh, Robin Williams and I was talking to him about his play and I was like so into the conversation and like someone basically it was like I was about to get shot in the head yep. and someone tapped me on the shoulder like come here come here I'm gonna tell you this because I'm your friend you cannot sit there like it's, nope. it's yeah. I was like okay just tell me like in a, it was <laughs> tell such me a, later I'm talking to Robin Williams <laughs> tell me please. later I'm talking to Robin Williams and this might be the only conversation I have with him and it was so yep. I don't regret it but fucking a it was so scary when I have a club <laughs> I'm gonna I'm make sure that everyone favorite. feels welcome it's everybody no you can't do that there's a lot of <laughs> yeah there's a lot of riffraff out yeah, there yeah. <laughs> Esther. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people find you online, social media, all that stuff? Mm, um, my Twitter's at Esther K, and then my Instagram is Esther.Steinberg. You can find me at EsterSteinberg.com. Tour dates coming up. Maybe I'll, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll get this reality show going with Nicole. You can watch me on Oxygen again. Yeah. Oxygen, guys, creator of comedy. <laughs> And Kibitz Room Comedy is once a month at... Yeah. I think we have kibitzcomedy.com or like Facebook slash Kibitz Room Comedy. It's the last Monday of every month last and we Monday get special drop-ins. Yeah. Like you. There you go. Playing the sax. You're so good at it. 
I'm like excited. It. I'm excited to, to do it. I'm really excited. It'll be good. Woo! Check out Esther online. Check out Funny Girls if you have not seen that show. And look out for Esther Steinberg because she's freaking making her way up in the game, y'all. One bitchy statement at a time. Right? <laughs> Love you, Esther. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>